Welcome to the Return of the Empire podcast. I am your host, Emiliano Emil Fragoso, the 49ers beat writer for Sacktown Sports. I am at the games doing the coverage and the analysts. And welcome back to the Return of the Empire, everyone. It's been a long hiatus uh, since we last talked after the divisional round win over the Cowboys with the 49ers. A lot has changed since then, obviously, with the NFC Championship losing to the Philadelphia Eagles 31-7. to and now the offseason, which the 49ers are used to this, <laughs> having questions into the offseason. It's a lot to digest. But before we get to that, I want to introduce our new, my new co-host, I should say. And I am thrilled to have oh, him man. on the board. Thank you. I want to say, too, it looks like the uh, Empire has returned. Yes. If I, if I dare, coming out of the gate hot with uh, some... Awful puns. That's what happens when I do Carmichael Dave show. I start doing these terrible puns, and it's not funny. But, yeah, uh, my name's Nate Littlefield. I'm a producer, like, media content, just a whatever. Yeah. Just a everything kind of guy here at Sacktown Sports. Uh, but I am a diehard 49ers fan. I might be the only one in the building. Really? I don't know. Well, Jay Johnson is too. Mars is Mars. Was Jay Mars like Mars is a he's not a like he's not a diehard, but he is a Niners yeah. fan. I know Pacey. Pacey's also a Niners fan. Yes, that's true. That's true. Pacey is. Um, and I know Mars. We got into it one time about Jimmy Garoppolo over the air because I didn't know how much he hates Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, he does. He said he was a bot. He was. He said he was the twenty eighth best quarterback in in the league last year. Yeah, and I was like. The, the Jimmy Garoppolo slander from Jay Mars was always a fun topic for me because I'm also not a Jimmy Garoppolo believer. Um, so that was always fun for me, but I didn't hate him as much as yeah, everyone else Yeah, I was does. shocked. I was so shocked. Yeah, it was it was some real slander. Yeah, so I, I definitely, I'm not, I don't think Jimmy is elite or anything like that. I think he's a, a good quarterback and he did a lot for the Niners and the wins are important. I know people go, oh, all he's got is the win stat, but... Whatever, this podcast is not about Jimmy anymore. Hopefully, I guess. I guess we never know with this team after last year. Look, there's. I am going to say right now, there is no chance in hell that Jimmy Garoppolo is on this the 49ers franchise. You just jinxed, yeah. I'm, t- I'm, I'm telling you, I, I feel that. Co- and what just what John Lynch has said and what Kyle Shanahan said. I mean, they flat out said there is no possibility of it happening. Okay. I feel pretty confident. Yeah, no, I, I don't. Done. I'm confident, too. Or. I feel pretty confident. You sound certain. I am certain. Okay. Because just, especially head coaches, they're never, or GMs, they're never that certain with anything in an in end-of-the-year press conference. These two ratings. do lie a lot, though. They they do. Yeah. I, they, they, they have Which had I don't history. have a problem with. I have had history of them lying. We all yeah. we all know this. But the way they came out with Jimmy Garoppolo and just said it, and I was like, okay, this make, it, the time is done. Mm-hmm. And then, obviously, the Tim Kawakami report with the relationship souring, that happened after right after as well a lot to digest with Jimmy Garoppolo, but I will say, and I feel 99.9% certain he will not be back in the red and gold next year. Okay. I'm 93%, 96% maybe. <laughs> how do you, how do you feel about that? Is that a good thing, a bad thing? No, it's time to move on. Okay. It's time to move on for sure, but I got nothing but love for Jimmy. Yeah. Why? I mean, why wouldn't I Yeah. as a fan? So, mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm ready to get going. Ready to get going? I guess we're kind of already going. No, we're already going, really. Yeah. It's kind of introductory podcast for us here, for me and Nate, uh, our new show together. We want to thank Jay Mars for holding down the fort with me and him last year. Um, that man's too busy. Yeah, he's too busy. And now I have a diehard fan on the die podcast hard. instead I'm of Jay Mars, die. who is a casual fan. <laughs> I guess he can throw shade at Jay Mars. Oh, man. Yeah, I I got in trouble one time over the air. I said I asked him if he even watches the games because we got mad. And then he's like, "Are you accusing me of being a casual?" And we got into it. But I that's that's the only time we got into a sports argument. 
All right. But yeah, J-Mar's, it was cool. Jamar is getting hot about sports takes. So it actually kind of surprises me. It's fun. Yeah. Pretty level headed. Yeah, he definitely is. And he's very good at all his jobs he does here. There's like 50 of them. But he's too overextended, so that's why Nate comes in yeah. and gives a youthful team. a youthful uh, perspective on the Niners and Niners mm-hmm. fandom and just being part of the faithful. Yep, I'm 14 years old. I love the 49ers. <laughs> I'm youthful. I'm ready to go. 14 years of fandom or 14 yeah. years old? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anyways, let's get to it. just the hot topics right now. One more thing you want to mention before we get into the storylines around the NFL is that we are now officially partners affiliates oh, with really? the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, I don't know if you heard about that name. Oh, I didn't. I don't yeah, I didn't either. You know, it's funny. I was I may have told a couple people about that before we announced it cuz I thought it was public knowledge. <laughs> so I I like told my dad and some of my family members and I'm like, "Yeah, I guess we got the Niners now." I, I didn't know that yeah. we weren't telling people that until like the day before. <laughs> They're like it's a secret. Oh, like, well, oops. oops. No, no, I told a couple. I told a couple family members as well before. But yes, yeah. obviously, we kept it close to the people that are around us and stuff. We didn't like yeah. broadcast and stuff. But we can officially say we are partners, affiliates of Santa Four Niners. We will now carry Niners radio calls on Sackdown Sports. A huge gift for us, and we're just excited to be part of it. Excited to have this podcast back. I hope they send me with you to training camp or something. I would love that. Yeah, I would I, love to have a video guy there with me. Yes, that's what I. That's am, half the battle guy. for me, right there. Yeah. Yep, that is, it's, as, it's tough. As Frankie's learning right now at King's Practices. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyways, on to the actual news around the NFL. Obviously, the big story today is Brock Purdy and him undergoing successful UCL surgery uh, to repair, not reconstruct, that's a key word here, repair the UCL uh, ligament in his right elbow, his throwing elbow. He underwent surgery in Dallas, Texas with Dr. Keith Meister, who is very famous, a renowned surgeon for the the not Houston, the Texas Rangers uh, doing those Tommy John elbow surgeries for pitchers. So they went to a very, very popular physician to do this uh, procedure, and it looks like everything has gone well. He's going to have an internal brace in his elbow for, for a while, and it's going to ramp up over the next couple months and potentially be thrown within three. Yeah, I saw throwing with three. The six-month timeline is interesting to me because three months is June. Yes. And that's like right before, or that's kind of when things start to ramp up. A little more. Yeah, a little yeah. more. And uh, it, I mean, if he's throwing... That's good. Mm-hmm. That's good. I just, you know, I am a little worried about health for the whole season, especially right. since he's so young. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's Trey Lance is basically ready to go, right? Pretty much. As far as I he's know. He's close. Yeah. He's he's back to doing full kind of practice. Not, not full contact, obviously, but back to doing full throw, full workouts. His ankle is good. It gone through two procedures. Uh, it's all cleaned up now. He's, he's back to throwing, which is a big step for him. I just can't believe we're doing another off season of this. I was so excited when last season was over. It's so much talk. It's so much talk on every show, everywhere, just about the Niners off season and the dis. I mean, it's dysfunction, but not in the Memphis Grizzlies sense. Oh if gosh. you're if you're an NBA fan, let's leave that alone. What's going on? Yeah. So let's leave Jaw alone. Yeah. That's a. I mean, it's not just Jaw. There's a lot going on there. But um. Yeah. It's it's not an off season I'm necessarily looking forward to. Just as a as a creator, it's nice because yes. you have things to talk about. Mm-hmm. But as a fan, it it's gonna kind of suck a little bit. When can you guys ever have an off season of like non uncertainty? Like you you know what's gonna happen. Like it's it seems I mean, like never, never, never. It's not even just that. It's that's every team I think. Okay. Right. Obviously, I only really pay attention to the Niners off season. But I mean, you go around the league and you look you look around. It's like the Ravens. Every offseason has been chaos for them. 
the the bad teams, obviously it's going to be chaos. Like Washington, uh, the Texans, they're just going to be a mess all the time. But I, I I don't know. I don't I don't know what a calm off season is in the NFL. And they don't want it to be a calm off no, season. They, they want the chaos. They want the nonsense, and that's fine. Yeah, I I I gotta I gotta ask you as a fan. Mm-hmm. This is very much best case scenario for Purdy, and the timeline works out this way: of yes, he's throwing in June, but the real number is the six month mark when he's supposed to be fully cleared, as they say, to be back in football activities. That would be about September tenth, which is this week yeah. one of the NFL twenty twenty three season. Mm-hmm. If he is kind of cleared at that spot, would you want to see him step in week one under center, or would you want to see what Lance has to offer first? It's too early for me to make that call. Okay, I'm I'm being a fence sitter right now, but I think I'd want Trey to play. Okay, I think I'd want Trey to play. Depending, but if I if that situation you just laid out is what it is, if he's what what would you say he's a hundred percent healthy week one? That's that's the, what's been thrown around is that he's supposed to be back to one hundred percent by about week one, about the six month mark. Then then you play him. Yeah, I was thinking like he's still. Recovering, but use you know he can play. Well, like he has. He, he's, he's, not gonna be, he's not probably gonna be able to play any of the preseason games. I will mention that it's gonna no, be he's yeah. back in We're practice. We're used to that though. We're used to that with Jimmy. Jimmy doesn't. Jimmy's always like kind of banged up and would barely play preseason. Oh my gosh, Jimmy. Um, but yeah, he he is supposed to be back at practice, full participating around week one of the NFL season. So okay. that that there will there probably be some rust, you know, getting used to his new elbow and all that stuff. But frankly. Considering this crazy timeline it's been the last month and a half, you just got to feel some sort of relief <laughs> Yeah, with this with this situation. It could have been so much worse. So much worse. Yeah, it could have been so much worse, especially if he would have opted to do the full reconstruction. Yeah. I mean, worse in the sense that it would have taken longer. And I don't know if he comes back the same if he has Tommy John. I'm just yeah. going to personally say that. I just don't yeah, know. Yeah, I mean, I the direct comparison, recent direct comparison would be Stafford. Yes. Right? You just look how... I mean, last season he did not look himself at all, and I realize he's getting older, but he's got the back too. He's know. got the back. He's got a lot going on. Um, but I just want everyone to be healthy, and that's too big of an ask. I get it. It kind of is, and so with it though, we will have one healthy quarterback at least on this roster. Whoever they decide to sign as a veteran, and it's and Trey Lance, who is going to be healthy going into OTAs in May. And after John Lynch's comments at the Combine and where it's like, we're taking it one day at a time with Trey, we're, we're, we're watching all this stuff, do you feel confident that this brass is, is going to give him a chance to reclaim that number one spot over the, over the summer? Oh, I'm, I'm confident they'll give him a chance. I'm not confident that he will do it or be amazing. I'm not, you know, putting Trey down at all. Yeah. But what Brock just did for the 49ers is not something you just – forget about yeah so i think trey will get a chance but he's gonna have to i I mean again last last off season all we heard oh this guy's amazing all this stuff all the but i i don't know if you saw last off season there was a leaked um training camp video where he just did this sick yeah just uh just like flick i remember that yeah i think it was the debo yeah uh but it it leaked and i remember seeing that and being like okay i I understand what they're talking about but then you see him play the chicago game uh week one and he looked very pedestrian but it was he was playing in a monsoon yes (laughs) uh and obviously you can't judge him off one game and you know he's had the houston game the year before where he looked good you know the the deep ball 
connected and mm-hmm. it's just I think the IQ maybe isn't there yet. Or okay. the IQ is there, but the application yeah. maybe isn't there yet. And everyone says it, but it's just time. He just needs reps. And Brock yeah. has his reps and he has them at the highest level of in football. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Right. So I I think Trey will get a chance. Will he be the starter next year? I would say probably not. I would say no yeah. at this time. It's it's really unfortunate. I kind of feel the same way about it. Um Trey Lance is one of those situations where it's like your opportunity has passed you by. And that's really sad to say for someone who the Niners trade up big to number three pick to draft him. And it's not his fault. It's not either. his fault. It's injury. Yeah. Whether whether you want to blame Kyle Shanahan for how he plays him or, or just dumb luck, it's just unfortunate. And by all accounts, Trey Lance is one of the nicest people in the locker room, one of the most intelligent people in that locker room, especially. I mean, the way he dissects film, you can just see the IQ jump off the tape and what the Niners love about him. The issue was just the amplitude, like you said. is he Can he apply the knowledge to the performance on the field. And because of the reps and the lack of it, he hasn't been able to. So it really comes down to what can he do while Brock is rehabbing? That's going to be the key for him right now. And I don't, I don't know if he's going to win them over in training camp. Like I think he'll have to do it in game because they've already seen so much of him in, you know, and he's already worked with all the starters in, in training, in practice training, all that. So he needs, to be on the field. Well, you remember the reports from last year. There were a bunch of reports coming around that the locker room was divided. It was Jimmy Garoppolo versus yeah. Trey Lance. Who's better? Who, who who do you want the starter? The locker room seemed a little bit split. And that kind of told me a story there of, of, of about this Niners team and where the direction they were going in is that they just had a lot of uncertainty as to where they were going to go long term. And even with Trey Lance, just watching him in practice during training camp and stuff, I kind of was like, okay, yeah, he has a talent. He makes these plays. There's other plays where it's like, ooh. Wasn't there. He missed it. He missed the throw. He was behind him. He was in front of him. Like, it's the inconsistency with Trey that has to get corrected. And this is really the make or break year from year three. Yeah, consistency is uh, how you make a roster, right? How, like, look at guys like Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah. He could not, he, at his top tier, he was, I mean, he was elite when he would, could play out of, he could play out of his mind at points, but he was, not consistent at that level no. at all, like no. not even close. So if you have it, you have it. Jameis Winston too may, might be a similar, <laughs> like he's kind of more just to chuck it up. Yeah. Kind of player, uh gunslinger esque. Yes. Like a worse Brett Favre, I guess. <laughs> but um, the consistency is key in every sport and yeah. just, you need to know what you get. Jimmy was pretty consistent. Yes. I keep bringing him up, even though after he tried to bulldoze through him, in the beginning, but yes, it's Brock was extremely consistent at a high level. So yeah. taking that away from him, unless this injury ruined him, mm-hmm. is is going to be very difficult. Yeah, and I don't know if you saw the recent podcast with Fred Warner with Bus and the Boys. No, I didn't. Um, he talked about Purdy and about the situation and stuff, and it just he described him. It goes, he goes, just he has that it factor. Yeah, you don't know what it is, but he has that he, it factor. He one hundred percent does. Yeah, and they were saying that before. I remember you telling me that right when Brock took over, uh, specifically. I think Fred Warner. You were telling me about Fred Warner in the yep. preseason. Yes, talking uh, talking about Brock Purdy, maybe not having the it factor, but being a great player is that it was so i i'm i remember the exact conversation i had with him um he it was green bay preseason game where he had the, that one first touchdown throw and we were like okay brock's showing some in this preseason game that's something at least okay cool yeah and they 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 made a big deal about that throw though on the sideline i don't know if you 
saw that game, Trey Lance and, and Fred, and all, they made a big deal, went down the field, rushed on him, all that great stuff. So I asked for after, the, after the game about Purdy, and he's like, man, I'm a Purdy guy. I am a Purdy guy. There's just something about this dude. I'm a Purdy guy. And that kind of stuck with me, you know, that um, – Someone that he, at that high caliber yeah. level – can identify talent. The defensive captain of, of the Niners yeah. was like, no, this kid, this rookie, who we didn't know who he was, he is in there. And he said it even this week, talking to Bustin' with the boys, he goes, the th- some guys, the scout team quarterbacks, they come in, they know their role, they just you know read the play script, do the thing, blah, blah, blah. Brock was trying to dice us up every single week, and he was doing it on uh, here and there. And yeah. that told me something. It's like, man, once he gained their level of respect in practice, not in a game, not by performance, but in a practice. That because once he went into the game week thirteen against the Dolphins, they weren't surprised. They yeah. they kind of expected it actually. I mean, obviously, first rookie, you don't know what's going to happen, but they're like, no, no, he did this in practice, and so that that's really telling for me. And they keep saying it: Purry's the guy, Purry's the guy. Even through the surgery, Purry's the guy. That's going to be hard to change for Trey Lance for sure. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's Purdy's job right now. It's one hundred percent Purdy's job, yeah. and. To someone, someone unproven to come in, I John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan are not one to be like, okay, we drafted this guy high. He's gonna, he deserves a shot because of that. Yeah, I, I don't think that's gonna happen at all. So, I, I. So what, what, what do you do with Trey Lance then? What you, an amazing question. Do you trade him? Like uh, what? what value does he hold? That's that's yeah. the issue. What yeah. value does he? And it's not. I'm not saying he doesn't hold any. I'm not going. Oh well, what value? Yeah, he's not worth it. I literally don't know what anyone would trade for him. Like you know, he sent out the finger crossed uh, emoji when um, oh, I forget his name went to the uh, Titans. Rand uh, Rand Cartham. Yes, yeah. Uh, one of our executives. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like there might be some value there. I think a team that is willing to take a flyer on a quarterback. Yeah. I mean, I doubt. I know Jimmy's been connected to the Texans. I think the Texans would be interesting. Uh, I think, I think wherever he goes, he needs to start immediately. Trey, yeah, yeah. If he is traded, I don't yes. think he needs to sit no. anymore. No, I think he, he should go sit. and play. Yes, he, he literally he can't sit. Otherwise, his career is going to waste away. Like Jordan Love. Mm. Yes, like Jordan Love. Just exactly. like just like Jordan Love, we can't which have we've seen again. less of Jordan Love, which is crazy. Yeah, so crazy. To, to be fair, I watched that preseason the game with Green Bay. I understood why they were benching him. Yeah, <laughs> it was it wasn't good. He looked okay when Rodgers went out. Uh, I forget what game that was last season, but he looked okay. Yeah. I think he threw a touchdown. I think you're right on that one. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, yeah, yeah. again, like you need to you need to play. Yeah. You need to play. Got to get reps. And Purdy got the reps. And Purdy just performed not like a rookie. <laughs> no, not like a rookie at all. That dude. That was the wow. most shock. I I rem- I mean. If I get a little personal here, yeah. uh, I was with uh, I was in Hawaii actually uh-huh. driving around, and I know that makes me sound like a rich jerk, but it was it was just a really rare circumstance that I got to do. Yeah, uh, I was in Hawaii with my rich uncle actually, so he took me. He uh, flew there, but I'm watching. The, we're driving around the island, and I'm not going to be like, "Hey, I can't come out today. I have to watch the Niners game." So I'm I got YouTube TV on my phone. Nice. And I'm watching as we're driving around the island, and then Jimmy goes out, and the phone's cutting in and out because we're on an island with no yeah. service. Then we go and post up at a Domino's Pizza in Hawaii, which Domino's in Hawaii, so much better than here. Really? Yes. You had Domino's Pizza in Hawaii? Yes. Do you have pineapple on the pizza? Uh, I think I did. Okay. I think I did. There you go. 
Yeah, yeah. Be a local. It was so good. But regardless, uh, we were watching this game at a Domino's, and I'm like, who is this guy? I watched him throw that touchdown to use check, and you could kind of tell. I At first, I'm like, okay, it's the talent around him. They're making him better. Obviously, they are. Obviously, talent around you is going to make any player better. But you could tell that factor Fred was talking about came out instantly, instantly with him. So we are filming this podcast right now, and I have to actually break some news. Uh-oh. Uh oh! The Chicago Bears have traded the number one overall pick. Okay, so they're rocking with Fields. They are rocking with Fields, which I agree with. The Chicago Bears have traded number one overall pick to the Carolina Panthers. Okay, Panthers. The Carolina Panthers now the top pick. Here is the deal. Okay. The Bears will receive number nine, a second, a first and twenty-four, a second and twenty-five, and DJ Moore. Will you say that one more time? The picks. A, the number nine this year. Okay. The second, a sec, a second, I believe this year, a first and twenty four, and a second and twenty five, and okay. DJ Moore, all for the number one pick. I think that's the right move. That's the right move. That's the right yeah. move. I like yeah. Fields, and again, not there's no talent around him. I was just talking about talent. there's like there's very minimal talent around him, and he needs stability. So yeah, that's the Bears. Th- this is, I'm I'm happy. I'm happy for Justin Fields because I really liked him. I'm happy too. for Carolina because they 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 just got Bryce Young probably. Yeah. Yeah, they did, but I'm worried for Bryce Young a little bit. But ooh, a little sauce there, yeah, a little yeah. sauce. We'll do we'll do draft next week. We'll do some yeah. draft rage stuff next week. Okay. Um, but yeah, major shakeup. Um, we knew the Bears were going to do this, but to drop yeah. back nine, they're not going to get a, a, the top tier defensive like lineman they were looking to get. Yeah, but they're build. I mean, they're getting so much in return that they can find those pieces, right? I mean the yeah. the ninth pick. Yeah, I I think they're going to be fine. I think they'll be fine. Okay. I think that I think they'll be better. I'll say that. I I, I agree because the, what they didn't need was a quarterback and a set there at one and just take the best player available. What they need to do was get draft capital and get players that actually will that. help him. Mm-hmm. And I'm really glad that Chicago figured out a way to get uh, Justin Fields an actual number one receiver like DJ Moore. Yeah. Like, they that's what they were missing. They thought Darnell Mooney was the guy. They thought Chase Claypool was the guy. Never was going to happen. No. Never was going to happen. So. Good for Chicago. Um, good for the Panthers for doing something. Uh, Frank yeah. Wright gets the number one overall pick. Yeah, good for them. Jeez. Um, but, yeah, anyways, back to Niners coverage. <laughs> that was kind of wild. Um, before we wrap this show up here, um, I want to talk a little bit about the Niners. And with free agency next week and only having one healthy quarterback right now, who could they look at on the market for a potential veteran to bring in? Um, Tom Brady. <laughs> Uh, I honestly feel like that is kind of still on the table a little bit just because of what happened last year. And this guy, you never know with that guy. So whatever, I'm going to keep an open mind for that. Okay. Uh, I might be crazy. Well, if you get a percentage on it, what would you say Tom Brady come back to the NFL and play with the four Niners would be 15, 15%, 15. Okay. I like it. 15. So nothing, nothing outrageous. Nothing. There's a little hint, a little glimmer. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I don't I don't know if that's a hot take or not, but is that a good thing or a bad thing? That's a good thing. Okay. I that's a good thing. Okay. That's a good thing. Because if he comes back and sucks, we got Brock and we got Brock a few weeks to get healthy. Yeah, you do. That's you a do. crazy And who yeah. else to learn from than Tom Brady for Brock Purdy and Trey Lance? Yeah. And does Brock need to learn anymore? No, he's he's the best ever. So he's got it figured out. So <laughs> he's just Steve Young reincarnated. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Um in terms of 
actual feasible quarterbacks if it's not yes. Tom Brady. Uh, they're going to be looking for a vet minimum kind of quarterback to bring in a, a I keep saying this, a grown-up to bring into that, that locker room of very young, talented players. But the quarterback room especially needs a grown-up that Brian Greasy can lean on to be kind of a player coach to allow these young guys like Lance and Perry to develop even more and to show them the right ropes. Um, and I think that could be in the combination of, you know, uh, Joe Flacco, Matt Ryan, you know, quarterbacks of the past, you know, they yeah. had their days in the past, but they aren't looking to be the starter. They're looking to probably win a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And that's the goal of the Niners is not every single year is to win a Super Bowl. So you just mentioned two names there. One I love, one I hate. Got Do it. you want to guess? I'm going to guess you hate Joe Flacco. Yes. Yeah. Hate the, uh, do not want Flacco. I feel like he's not, he's done. He's done. He's done. He's gone. Uh Matt Ryan, obviously the Shanahan connection. Yeah. He, he would fit right in. Mm -hmm. I know he had a terrible season last year, but the Colts are in such disarray. Terrible last year. They are, they, they are unexplainable. I don't understand that franchise. They had one of the best offensive lines, like three years. And for some reason, couldn't block anyone last year. Or yeah, and like anyone like Quentin Nelson like was was getting stranded. It was weird. Yeah, so I know Philip Rivers reached out uh, <laughs> the end of last season. I don't I don't have any desire for no. P. Rivs. Now it's the Niners, uh, <laughs> but Matt Ryan I think is the absolute excellent choice, especially since we're barely paying our two quarterbacks anything. It's just it comes down to the cap casualties, and unfortunately, the Niners have some dead cap this year, about ten million or so. Uh, they're still paying D Ford, unfortunately. You don't think you don't think Matt Ryan would take a pay cut? Oh no, no, Matt Ryan. Um, yeah. So here's, do you know the situation with Matt Ryan right now? No. Matt Ryan's in Indianapolis. He's still on under contract with the Colts. Yeah. He's a thirty five million dollar cap hit this year in the final year of his deal. They signed with Atlanta years back. Yeah. Um, if they cut him, they save eighteen million dollars of that cap. Why wouldn't they cut him? Mm-hmm. Right. What 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 what's the point of having Matt Ryan on that team? What's the point of having more cap? It it makes no sense to me. So. Indianapolis Colts, if you can hear this, please cut Matt Ryan and save him. Yeah. Save him and let him go to a contender. Because if Matt Ryan goes in that market, I guarantee you that Kyle Shannon will come calling for him. The Niners are a perfect scenario for him, but the Niners are also a perfect scenario for maybe every quarterback in the NFL. Every journeyman quarterback, for sure. Yeah. Like, you could see a Jacoby Brissett come in here and be like, hi, how are you? Wait, wait. You wouldn't say the Niners are a perfect situation for, like, Lamar Jackson? Can we? Okay. I I wasn't going to bring this up. But I guess we're going to. Lamar Jackson is not going to San Francisco 49ers. No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying the situation. I'm not saying that at all because they cannot pay him. They can't the, pay the him. The Deshaun Watson thing screwed over Lamar Jackson because they paid him way too much guaranteed money. And he underperformed insanely. That, like, that's a very nice way to put it. Yeah. It's a very nice way to put it, Nate. Well, that he he's um, allegedly a bad guy. So Alle- Allegedly. We're going to go allegedly. Yeah, we'll go allegedly. Um, yeah, I feel for Lamar. Um, and this whole here's a works with the Niners getting Lamar Jackson. That's not real. That's not. No, no, no I'm not. I wasn't yeah. saying that. And he would be unstoppable on the Niners. Okay, and yeah. And it's partially one of the reasons why I don't get why the Dolphins aren't looking into getting signing him. They might be. They're, they're not. They're not at all. They're, they they just they just picked up Tua's fifth year this this morning. Oh, I didn't know that. I should really do million, some research. Twenty three huh? million dollars. They picked up Tua's uh, fifth year. Right. So they're rocking with Tua. Mike McDaniels feel, McDaniel feels pretty confident that Tua is the quarterback of the future. Well, I don't know how long the future is, but, you know, it's all right. Oh, yeah, the concussion thing scares me. I had a friend in high school with multiple concussions, and he's he's in a weird spot right now. It's just a weird – it's it's yeah. very – It's about it's, protecting, it's tough to see. protecting your overall health long term. And you see his parents chime in 
uh, what a few months ago, and they're like, "No, he's playing. He's playing. He's playing." It's the Hawaii- the Hawaiians are very proud people. They're very very proud people, and, and they they know their son very well. Um, Tua is a God fearing man. Um, is very much a devout, I believe, Christian. And Mormon, I think. Is he Mormon? He might. Be. I, is he not? I don't. I don't. I don't know. I just, I just know a lot of island. Uh, I was. I, I was on Oahu, you where are, he's from. You yeah, are, and yes. uh, Mormon church is very prominent there. I didn't realize that. Interesting. Yeah, maybe, it's very prominent. Maybe with, he is um, Yeah, uh, Samoan Tongan. Yeah. All, all, all I know is that he's a very religious man, and he relies on, on on God to to follow him and lead his path. And his dream is to be a professional football player and do it at the highest level. So I do see well, him. He did do that. Yeah. He's done that. And I think he'll continue to do it is, is, yeah. is the point is that I, I think he will look for guidance through that. And he will look through guidance through his own medical staff and his family support, of course. And he'll try and do this again. And hopefully we're wishing for the best for Tua, obviously. Yeah. I, I like Tua. I definitely uh, i am hoping he gets better. It's just a scary situation. It's a really scary situation. Three, yeah, three Lamar would be, year. Yeah. yeah. Lamar would be insane. Lamar would be insane. On for anyone, team. Yeah. for any team. So it's, it's the problem I have with this whole discussion with Lamar is like, Who's gonna really want Lamar? It's like everyone wants him. It's just the guaranteed money. I would pay it to him. I don't. I and don't he care. doesn't have he doesn't have an agent too, which is crazy. I mean, is it though? It's kind of crazy when you're negotiating the biggest contract in the NFL history. Yeah. So that's what makes it crazy to me. It wouldn't be the biggest though, would it? It, I'm pretty sure that is when it comes to guaranteed money, it'd be the biggest. oh guaranteed. Then yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Look, I think Lamar. Well, he wants to get the Deshaun Watson contract. I don't think he does get it, and I do think that he would settle at two hundred million guaranteed. Yeah, because uh, Deshaun got two fifty, correct? About yeah, like the whole thing guaranteed. was guaranteed. The yeah. whole thing was guaranteed. Yeah. So, anyways, anyways, <laughs> that is probably going to be it for the Return of the Empire podcast episode. The Empire one. has returned. Yes, we have back <laughs> and maybe better, depending on how good I get at this. <laughs> I, I'm not so confident. Nate, you did great. Thank you. See, he's Nate the Great. He really is. Yeah. He's You're the first person to call me that. Wait, really? No. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think so. <laughs> no, I've been called that since I was like six minutes old, maybe. I feel that. Yeah. I feel that. Yeah. My name is so long, that's why I abbreviated it. I know. Yeah. You put, I noticed in the beginning, I didn't want to interrupt your uh, intro, but you put Emil as your, as your like, um, well, not avid, but like, uh, what's your, your, maybe your stage name? Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. It's, I, I just think it's easier than my full name, Emiliano. I just think it's easier than that. And Emiliano, is, are you an Italian? I am. I'm yeah, Italian, Portuguese, Mexican. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm a lot. I'm a lot of things. Mm-hmm. I'm a lot of things. Um, kind of a mud of all cultures, but you know, um, I would say the opposite of mud. Mud is gross. Actually, you know what? Mud's good for your skin. So no mud, not mud. Oh. <laughs> mud. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you said mud. No was mud. Like, <laughs> that was it. <laughs> I thought you were really uh, beating yourself up. No, no, that. I'm not saying that. I was. Jeez. Yeah. No, no. I thought you said that. I'm sorry. It's all right. It's all right. It's okay. <laughs> I don't know where to go there. Anyways, I'm a lot of different cultures: um, Italian, Portuguese, uh, uh, Hispanic. Mm-hmm. What are you, sir? I don't know, and I don't care. <laughs> I really don't. I'm not proud of a whole lot. I guess I'm. Just, I, I'm proud of the 49ers and the Kings right now. Yes, proud of, we're proud of the Kings. We're very proud of the Kings. The Niners' health died for the Kings' health. I think <laughs> the Niners got so far for the Kings to rise up. They I sacrificed know. the Crazy. rest of the season. Yeah. Uh, wild. Anyways, that'll wrap up episode one of the Return of the Empire season two podcast with your hosts, Emil Fergoso and Nate Littlefield. The That's man, me. Myth, the legend. Nate Let's Littlefield. do this. Oh, wait. Hold on. Hold on.
That's us. We're being cheered. Thanks. That's our live studio audience. <laughs> we're an audience in here. As you can tell, we're still working through the Kings, and we appreciate you uh, logging on here and listening to us ramble about the Niners for however long we've been on now, honestly. Like almost 35 minutes. Only 35? It felt like an hour, huh? We've been, talking, we've been talking a while, it feels like. <laughs> That's not good. That's not good. Um, anyways, that'll be it for uh-huh. us for the day. We'll be back every single week with a new episode of the varying range, depending on the topics of, of the week, obviously. Um, but stay locked in here at Sacktown Sports. Sacktown Sports 1140 on your AM dial. Listen to all the shows. 12 hours of coverage here on Sacktown Sports. And as well, hit me up on my Twitter, at Emil Emiliano Fergoso, right there on the Twitter handle, as well as Sacktown Sports 1140 on Twitter. Nate, do your thing, man. Socials, all that stuff. Emil, thank you so much. Oh, oh, you want me to shout yeah, myself shout out? Shout yourself out. I, shout, I don't even do social media, but Nate Littlefield on Instagram. I don't know if anyone would follow that. I won't reveal what my YouTube channel is. It's a secret. <laughs> uh, but I do post a lot of stuff. I make a lot of videos and stuff for Sacktown Sports on their socials. So does anything like flare, a lot of flare and unnecessary edits and stuff? That's me. He just had a really sick Kings edit this oh, morning. Oh, thank you. That, that if you have not seen y'all, go on the Sacktown Sports YouTube page Mike under Brown, shorts yeah. on Mike Brown. It was He had great. a crazy press conference last night, but this isn't a Kings podcast. That so. was Nyers podcast. Yeah. And with that, we will wrap it up for this episode, episode one of season two. Thank you for listening and have a great day, y'all.